Hi everyone and welcome back to our second part of this uh, mini-series that I'm doing. Um, last week, if you remember, I spoke on the reminder, the reminder. This week I'm looking at the choice. Next week I'm looking at the declaration. What's all this about, you may ask? Well, a little bit of a background. If you didn't hear last week, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to it over. But if you didn't, um, a bit of the background is, is about Joshua and a statement that he made to the people. There was millions of them in the promised land. They'd come through the, uh, the Red Sea. They'd wandered through the wilderness under the leadership of Moses. And Joshua led them into the promised land. And he now was old, he was about to die, and he was leaving them uh, a legacy, if you like, some final instructions and warnings before he passed away. And you can read about it in Joshua 23 and Joshua 24. And a couple of verses in Joshua 24, I'll read them again, and this is what he said. Joshua 24 and verse 14 and 15. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly, Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. And if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites who, in whose land you now live? But as for me and my house, me and my family... We will serve the Lord. That's what he said. And last week I talked about the reminder, how he was reminding the people of everything that they'd gone through and everything that the Lord meant to them. This week I want to look at that phrase where he says, choose, choose today. So I'm looking at the choice, the choice, choose who you serve. You see, this is a, a binary choice. It's not multiple options. There's no phone a friend. It's a 50-50, one or the other. And we have to choose who we serve. Do we serve the Lord or do we serve sin and evil? Now you may say, well, I don't choose to, to serve sin and evil, the opposite of, of what God is. But the, the fact is, if you don't choose God, then unintentionally you've chosen the opposite. It's, it's like I say very often about gardening. I'm not a gardener. I don't, I don't like gardening. I try to keep it a bit tidy. But if I don't look after and choose to plant good things in my garden, then weeds grow. I don't plant the weeds. I have to just neglect looking after it, neglect planting the right stuff. It's not a choice that I've made, oh, I want to grow some weeds, so I'll plant some weeds. That happens anyway because of my neglection of the garden, because I didn't choose to look after it. It's the same with our lives. If we do not choose God and choose to put the right things in our lives, then by default, we've chosen the opposite. So, Joshua makes this commandment, and it's an important thing to remember. It's a command. It's not a choice. He didn't give them the choice to make a choice. He commanded them, choose one or the other. 
You see, we are, we are constantly making choices in our lives. Our life is full of choices. Every day you get up, you make a choice. You've made a choice today of, of what to have for breakfast. You've probably made a choice of, of what clothes to wear. And as you go through your life, you make choices of your education. You make choices of what car to buy. You make choices of what career path to go along. You see how the choices are small and large and they get larger. Um, unfortunately, the, the older you get, the, the more big choices you have to make. What house should I buy? Should I marry that person? Should I have that big operation? You know, the choices become bigger and bigger. And also, we still have the little choices to make. We make choices all of the time. But this decision that I'm going to talk about today, the decision of following the Lord, of accepting Jesus Christ into your life, and, and healing that relationship, because only He can heal the relationship between us and God, by accepting Him, that's the biggest choice of your life. The biggest decision you will ever make. It's the choice that we make now determines our eternal destiny. So I want to look at, very briefly, why some people choose not to follow Jesus Christ. They choose not to heal that relationship with God. For some, it's just too difficult. It's too big a, a decision to, to have to think about. Others are just a bit apathetic. They just don't want to give it any thought whatsoever. Some are just downright reject the idea of God. They have no belief and there's a total rejection of God. But there are some who are, yeah, they, they, they would say, if you ask them, do you have a belief? Uh, do you have a faith? They would say, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, sort of, yeah, but I haven't made any real choice. I want to look at some of those choices. You see, some people think that they are good enough, and this is probably one of the biggest ones. I'm basically a good person. I don't need a saviour. I don't need to be saved. I am not a sinner. I'm not like those people. I'm not like this. But the Bible says that we are all sinners. We have all strayed from God. We have all had that relationship broken. And Jesus said this. He said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth. He said, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's the words he said. Only through him can we get to God. Because basically, we're not good enough. And we never will be good enough. The only one who's good enough to heal that relationship is Jesus Christ. So, yes, you do need Jesus. No one is good enough. Then there's the, the fear of rejection, social rejection, maybe even persecution. Some people don't want to make this decision because of what other people will think or what other people will do to them. And... They would rather have the approval of their peers and those around them. They would rather have the approval of men than of God. Are you in that category? You don't want to lose face in front of your friends because it may feel as if you're weak if you choose to follow Jesus Christ. But I tell you what, to make a decision and stand on that decision to follow Jesus, that's not weakness, that's a strength. It's a strength. 
For some people, they fear that they have to give up so much. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't want to commit to that because if I do, I have to give this up, I have to give that up, I can't do this, I can't do that, um, I have to obey these rules and regulations. I tell you what, the Christian life is not like that at all. Jesus Christ said that he would come, and when he comes, he will give us life in all its fullness. When he comes into your life, he will give you life in all its fullness. Some people choose to live like monks. That's, that's up to them. That's their choice. But the choice is not demanded of us to live like that. You know, if, if the Christian life was, was a boring life, then I wouldn't be involved in it. I live a fantastic fun-filled, free life, a full life. Obviously, when you come to Jesus Christ, you might look at your life because the Bible says that you become new. It's, a, it's like a renewing of yourself. And you may decide, you may say, well, some of the things I used to do, I don't particularly want to do anymore. Some of the things I used to say and some of the attitudes I have, I don't particularly want anymore. And that will be perfectly natural. But you come to Jesus Christ as you are. There's no... I have to change. So don't fear that you have to give up so much. Jesus Christ wants to give you real life. And this is an interesting one, the next point. Many people are actually resisting the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I said last week, one of the, the jobs of the Holy Spirit today in our lives is to remind us of Jesus. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit in your life right now, even while you're listening to me speaking, you are consciously having to make a choice. And the Holy Spirit is prompting you. Maybe your heart is beating a little bit faster. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want to listen to this because, you know, I, I might have to make a choice here. That's the Holy Spirit. He is speaking to you. He's reminding you of Christ. Sometimes we are a bit stubborn and, and we don't take the promptings. Because we've been made with a free will. You have a free will. I have a free will. We are able to make this choice. And sometimes our will is very strong and we're very stubborn. There was a, a man in the, in the Bible called Stephen. He was an early church leader. And he was one of the first that is recorded to be martyred for his faith. And as those who are about to murder him came towards him, he said these words, and you can find it in the book of Acts, chapter 7 and verse 51. He said this, to those who are about to murder him, to martyr him. He said, you stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and deaf of the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. He was basically saying what Joshua was saying. Don't follow your ancestors. Don't be stubborn. Don't be heathen. Don't follow idols. Follow Jesus Christ. But those words, and I've underlined them, must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? I can say that to you right now. Are you resisting the Holy Spirit? Those little nudges inside you, those that where the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit and something inside you is, is crying out for you to make a decision to follow Jesus, to choose him. Have you found a better master? I, I certainly haven't. And I know anyone who has turned to Christ, they will say, I've never found a better master. Because if you have, what, what idols 
have you got in your life that are coming before him? doesn't matter how innocent these things are. doesn't matter how good they appear. If they keep you from the Lord, they are an idol. You know, Joshua told the people to throw away the idols, throw away the things that were coming between them and God. And if there is something that is coming between you and God, it needs to be disposed of. It needs to be put away because it's basically an idol. These people that Joshua was talking to were hanging on to the mistakes of their past. Are you hanging on to the mistakes of your past and it's coming between you and God? If it is, even if it's a mistake, it could become an idol. You could be bowing down and be subservient to some mistakes that you've made in the past. Put them away. Come to Jesus Christ. He's big enough. You can't have done anything or said anything or been anywhere that will upset him or offend him or make him turn his back on you. He wants a relationship with you. You know, some people are serving the God of science. Some people are serving the God of intellect. I'm too intellectual for all this. Some people are just following the God of the crowd. Whatever the majority want, they follow the crowd. Some people are following the, the God, the idol of, of bad habits and bad attitudes and obsessions. It needs to be put away. It's coming between them and God. Some people are following the God of doubt. They're always doubtful, always full of skepticism. Some people are following the God of lies. Some people are following the God of vanity. I can't admit that I need God. Like I said earlier, it's not a weakness. It's a strength. All of these things, whatever, and those are just a few things I've mentioned. What is coming between you and your God? You see, as we read on in Joshua 24 and verse 16, the people actually renewed their vows before God. They came before him. If it doesn't matter who you are right now, it doesn't matter what you've done, God wants you to come to him. And the Bible says the only way we can come to him is through Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. You can make that choice right now. You may be saying, well, yeah, I, I know Jesus. I've I got a relationship with him. What about your other choices? What about your other life choices? Um, I went on a, a website to find out about how to make good choices. And there were some great points on there. Um, and they weren't spiritual. It's not a spiritual website at all. And I've hardly tweaked these at all. I'm going to run through them very quickly uh, because they are great little pointers for anybody to make good choices. The first one is manage the big stuff. Manage the big stuff. You know, it's easy to get sidetracked by all the insignificant little things in our life. And we can spend a lot of time on trivial stuff but look at the big stuff, get the priorities right. Um, and I would say there's nothing bigger than the choice of Jesus Christ. There's nothing bigger than that. The other thing is that values matter. Your values matter. What you stand for matter. What you believe in matters. But that should come from within. It should come from your core values within you. Obviously, we learn from the past as well. We learn from mistakes that we might have made. We, may, we learn from bad choices. We learn from good choices around us. The other thing is, we need to know what we know and what we don't know. Sometimes we like to be experts at everything, don't we? And we have to realize that we are not experts at everything. Some things we don't know about. Yes, we can get advice and we can get some input on certain things. 
Uh, but you're not going to know everything. And you're not going to understand everything. And it's the same with the choice of salvation. You're not going to understand it all. No one fully understands it. And this is where faith comes in. So don't try to understand everything about Jesus Christ. Don't try to understand everything about salvation and God. You're not going to. But once you experience something, it's real within you. Go with what your senses are telling you. And when I, when I read this, I thought, well, senses is good, but I would also say go with what your spirit is telling you. Go with what your, your spirit inside is telling you. Usually this is the Holy Spirit nudging you, like I've said before. Is the Holy Spirit nudging you right now? If you have to make a big decision and you're a Christian, pray about it. You will have a peace in you when you make the right decision. The Holy Spirit will help you making decisions. The Holy Spirit is our companion for life and helps us. So go with what the Spirit is telling you. Don't procrastinate. Don't put people, don't put things off. You know, people like to put things off. I'm one of those. I do like to procrastinate. Put things off for another time. You know, we really have all the information. We really have all the tools. We really have all the perfect time to do something. And perfection can be an enemy of the good. I think it was, it was Voltaire who actually said that. Don't let perfection become the enemy of good. You're not going to have all the answers. So don't wait until the right time. Don't wait until, oh, I've done that. Or when this happens, it will never be the right time. Don't wait for that perfect time. The time is now. The time is now. And this is what uh, Joshua said. He said, choose this day. You see, once you make a decision, this is another one of those, those points. Once you make a decision, don't look back. Don't try to second guess it. Otherwise, you will always look, oh, perhaps it wasn't the right decision. And you will try to second guess yourself. Make a decision and stand by it, having gone through the process of, of elimination of all these other things. Are you happy with your life choices? Are you happy with the choice you've made about Jesus Christ? You see, Christ is the only one who can save you from the punishment of sin. And there is a punishment for sin. It's eternal death. Not a lot of people like to talk about that. But that is the punishment for sin. And we all have to face that unless we come to Jesus Christ. Christ is the only one who can bring us back into that relationship with God. Christ is the only one who gives us eternal life. He gives us eternal life, life after death. But he also gives us life now before death. Christ is the only one who gives us that life of fullness and joy. He's the only one who gives us forgiveness. He's the only one who gives us mercy. He's the only one who brings us peace. It's all in Christ. For me, it's a no-brainer. I would say, choose Christ. And when Joshua said, this day, that's how urgent it was. It was urgent for him at that time. For the people to make their choice and I would say the same to you it's urgent make your choice make it this day and once you've made that choice you see the world differently you see God differently you feel different I'm going to read some verses from the book of Corinthians this was Paul right into the a letter to the church in Corinth, and he wrote these words in the second letter to the Corinthian church, chapter 5, 
and verse 15, 16 and 17 and 18. Listen to these words. Once you found Jesus, listen to what he says. He died, that's Jesus, he died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. You see, everything I've been saying is there in those verses. We can be brought into a relationship with God through Christ when we make that decision. A new life starts, real life. And just like Joshua, I'm going to say to you, choose this day who you will serve. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And you can make a choice. If you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want to put away all those other idols, those gods that are coming before you and blocking your path to Almighty God, you can do that right now. Just repeat the words. You don't have to repeat them out loud. You can repeat them in your heart that I'm about to pray right now and make this your prayer. Dear Jesus, my Lord, my Saviour, I come before you right now and ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sin. I repent of my sin right now. I know that I'm not good enough. But I know that you are good enough. Thank you for being the sacrifice for my sin, for taking my sin away. Please come into my life. Take away the idols and the things that are blocking me. Come into Almighty God. I want a relationship with Almighty God through you, Jesus Christ. I give you my life right now. Amen. You know, and if you've prayed that prayer, it's just a starting position. It's just the first rung of the ladder, if you like. It's a stepping stone into a new life. And just like Paul said, you will see God differently, feel differently. And if you have prayed that prayer, just put a comment in the, on the Facebook page. Or if you want to contact me or anyone in the church, you can drop an email to community at bethelnewport.co.uk. But I would love to perhaps give you some, some things to read. Uh, if you haven't got a Bible, I can get a Bible to you. Um, perhaps contact you, pray with you. But you're not on your own. We are here for you. God bless you. Have a great week. Next week, we're going to look at the final part of this series, The Declaration. God bless you.